Hi, welcome to my creativity. being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity. From planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Now each week I go over last week's goals and then produce some new goals for the following week. Now, if you are a regular listener, you'd know that last week I missed an episode. And that was just a uh, coincidence of unfortunate events which prevented me from being able to get to recording. I apologize for that, but you haven't missed anything. So, last week's goals. Now, I'm in February here, and I've got some goals for February. In fact, I had my meeting with my business partner, my wife. So I'll go over that in a sec. So last week's goals were social media support. I got that cracking along. And I've been getting some good results from that. People are retweeting and liking. I'm getting people reading my blog posts. So that's good. I'm going to keep that up. How to write a novel. I'm up to just about 30,000 words on that one. And I'm coming into the home stretch for the first draft. Now this is going to have a couple of extra drafts going on there because there's a fair bit more information that needs to go into that. Final edit of book three proof. I've done that. In fact, I went back over the opening sort of five pages of each of my books and just made a few little tweaks here and there to, I think, improve them. And then I was going to send my exit plan books out to my voice actors. I haven't got around to that, uh, and that's largely because I didn't push hard enough, but also because I was in Melbourne doing some training with work. So I sort of wasn't uh, at my usual computer and, and be able to do the fullest things. I, it's still a bit of an excuse. I really could have done that, but it didn't pan out that way. So, in fact, this last week I wrote my latest blog which and I've sort of spoken a bits about this here and there but it's my novel writing journey how I came to uh, get to where I am with Gravity Undone so I thought I might tell you a little bit about that now just if you want more detail if you want to go over this again later you can check out my blog that's gravityundone.net slash blog I think yes slash blog and you'll see the blogs I have there currently. So, first of all, I recently threw out the first book I ever wrote. So it was from year one, when I was five going on six. I wrote a series of seven books that year. The longest was four pages, with two or three sentences on each and some illustrations. I was quite proud of it at the time. 
In year five, I wrote the start of a choose-your-own-adventure-style book. Please don't sue me for using that term. Just in reference to the Netflix uh, special I did for the Black Mirror. But anyway, there's a type of book where uh, it was written in second-person perspective and it gave you options that um, on how you want to complete the story. And I wrote uh, a number of sort of short stories. Not very well done. I mean, I was in year five, so I was like 10 years old. What do you expect? And then I wrote some magazine articles and started playing Dungeons and Dragons. So in year eight, I started, and I put that in quotation marks because I never actually went anywhere with it, but I started a computer games magazine. And I wrote some articles about my favorite computer games of the time. And through the rest of high school, I ran several Dungeons and Dragons games where I developed my own world setting complete with creation myth, cataclysms, and prophecies. In year 11, I wrote a short story explaining vitamin B for my chemistry report and another short story for my physics final assessment. So I got an A for physics that year and a B plus for chemistry. In year 12, I won a short story competition and got a story published in a state school's compilation book. I thought I'd actually won something kind of really good and impressive, but it turns out uh, it was a bit of a... Um, also, you know, almost everyone who entered would have won. Yeah, a bit of a shame, but still kind of cool. Then I went to university. So it's fair to say that despite my love of computers and all things technical and science related, I found a lot of joy in writing. I could express my dreams and explore scenarios and ideas that simply weren't possible in reality. I carried this joy into university where I studied literature and psychology as my double major in arts. However, it didn't take long before my older brother graduated with his Master of Economics, majoring in actuarial studies, and he landed a high-paying job. I dreamed of when I finished university and went into the world. There wasn't much on my horizon in the realms of literature, and psychology would require six to nine years of study and experience to be qualified to do anything. So I changed major and stopped creative writing. Or did I? So all through university, through business school with a double major in computing and marketing, I ran a Dungeons and Dragons campaign set in the world I'd created in high school. On and off, I took notes about a possible story, but I never started it. I didn't know how to structure it, where to start, or what to do if I finished. Fast forward past numerous years until I found myself sitting on the train, reading books on my hour-long commute to work. I checked my phone and found an email from my father. He'd written a novel. I read it cover to cover and inspiration struck me. I had a one-hour trip in the morning and another in the evening where I sat on a train with my laptop. So I wrote. Slowly at first, but with increasing vigor. Before long, I'd written about 40,000 words. I was understandably proud of my achievement, so I was especially disappointed when I had to toss them out. The story was going nowhere, I didn't know who the characters were, and I didn't know how it was going to end. The first book 
that I started on the train took another two years to complete. I started another two times after the first and I cut more words. I had half of another novel in cut pages and chapters. I worked hard rewriting and trying to get it to work. At the end, I had a story that mostly worked, but to this day I'm not satisfied with it. So I wrote most of book two before I got a bit sick of it. I wrote 60,000 words of two other novels, so there's 120,000 words in total, and they were unrelated to the first two stories. I started a blog and I wrote several short stories and some things about my observations of writing, and then children came along and my brain just kind of switched off at that point. I just couldn't bring myself to do any more writing. It just wasn't going anywhere. With my beautiful children grown to the age where they were both in school, I started getting the urge to return to writing. This time, it would be different. I'd learned the tough lessons and I was determined to not repeat my mistakes. And this is something I think is very important in life, and I've spoken about it before, I'm sure of it, is this growth mentality. When I come across a difficulty or identify a weakness... I don't just accept that that's the way I am and that's the way the world is. I assess what my priority is and then I determine a course of action. I learn, I study, I train, I practice, I take remedial action, I do whatever it takes to overcome that weakness. Sometimes I don't do a great job of that, but I still improve. It's always improvement. Too often... I hear people almost celebrating mediocrity. There's a couple of ads that particularly annoy me on Spotify at the moment. And they seem to celebrate this, this joy in being mediocre. And I, I see it all over the place when people talk. And these ads, one of them says, Do you know any family that doesn't argue in a car about music? And inevitably I think to myself, Yes, my family. What's wrong with you? Why would you say that? And if you do argue, why don't you like figure that out? And the other one is, doesn't matter where you are, whether you're doing this, that, or anything, or pretending to work in a cafe. Why are you pretending to work in a cafe? If you don't want to work, don't work. If you want to work, work. Why are you pretending? Why are you... It's like this sort of goal is to make it look like you're cool and not actually or make it look like you're good or doing something but not actually do it well, well that's why would you do that that just sounds self-defeating and it's what because you want to just be this sort of person that pretends to be capable how would you actually do it and then i go on a twitter and people constantly whining about their trouble of this and trouble of that but they don't say it like they're going to do anything about it they say it like they're proud that they can't go outside because it's sunny or something and you're like why are you proud of that why don't you just accept that that's the way you are now and if it's something you don't like find a way to change it and change it if you do like it stop complaining about it or trying to make it out like you're some sort of martyr i mean either accept yourself and enjoy it or decide that you want to change find a way to change it and grow anyway that's my little mini rant out of the way 
So I'd learned from my mistakes. And I'd been listening to audiobooks in the car as I drove my errands and, and when I rode my bike to the train station each morning. And I loved the way the audiobooks transported me to new worlds. And having run out of audiobooks, I turned to an audio streaming platform that I'd gotten unmetered data for with my phone plan. And I discovered podcasts, audio drama podcasts. They're sort of like audiobooks. And if you've not tried them, give them a shot. They're really cool. I've got some called Exit Plan. But there are others that are really great. Uh, the White Vaults, We're Alive, a couple that I really particularly quite like. And they're like audiobooks, but they have voice actors playing different roles and there's sound effects and music that takes the place of narration. And I really wanted to create one. My wife and I had been for quite some time talking about business ideas and working on various schemes to earn money for ourselves. She'd taken up a multi-level marketing company and was doing well. I'd started an online clothing retail store and was doing poorly. But anyway, the plans to grow our respective businesses. We enrolled in an intensive business coaching course. Leading up to that course, I gave up on the clothing retail store because, honestly, I had no passion for it. It really wasn't floating my boat. Look, so I, I started writing an audio drama script. And at the business training, I realized that the only way I'd be satisfied with business would be if it was a creative business centered around science fiction and fantasy. I'd already written season one of my audio drama, Exit Plan, so I went with that. And what did I learn? What was the difference this time around? How come I'd finished this script and then got on to write two more seasons and three novels? The difference was the business training. I learned what I should have already known. Trust the process. The process is what others before me have established. But I was too stubborn or afraid to take heed of. We all think we can do it on our own or that we know better. We don't. And I didn't. To write and complete these three exit plan novels, I researched how to do it. So it's important the difference here. I think most people who start writing or do writing, they do a bit of research into things. Uh, and then they promptly ignore it, throw up their hands as too hard. Or they get given that dreadful advice that people always give, which is writing, it's all different for everyone, and you choose what works best for you, and blah, blah, blah. You know what that really results in? Is people taking the easiest possible option, or what seems to be the easiest possible option, which almost always ends with people burning out or being frustrated or ending up with a pile of steaming garbage. I, yeah, and I'm not just, obviously my experience was that as well, but I've been reading plenty of uh, blogs and listening to other podcasts, going on a Reddit and so forth, and time and again, these same problems people come up and they keep getting given this ridiculous um, advice that you know, they, they should just, do it the way they feel it. I mean, could you imagine that advice for any other field of study? Could you imagine uh, Leonardo da Vinci being told, just do it however you want? And he's just like, yeah, I'll just kind of wing it. He didn't. Yeah, think of starting a business. If you're going to start a business like a brick and mortar store selling products, do you think it's appropriate or the correct way of doing it would just be to shell out a whole bunch of money, get a store, and then just hope that it all works? Or would you, I don't know, consider what product you're going to sell, 
where you're gonna open the store, what sort of banking you're gonna use, which accountant you're gonna use, how you're gonna set up your um, payments and ordering and how you're going to get staff and all of these other bits and pieces. You would, because if you don't, you will go bankrupt. And plenty of stores do that, but you know why, right? And so why do all these people think they can just start some sort of creative endeavor without standing on the shoulders of the giants who came before them? So anyway, I researched the various structures and tools that have been developed by great storytellers over the years. And those tools, frameworks, and ideas merged in my brain. I developed a step-by-step framework I could use to reliably create working stories. And that's the key here. Reliably create working stories. The skill of the storytelling process, the use of words, the grammar and so forth, that's another skill that I'm developing. But what you really want is some way to reliably create working stories. And it's easy to spot stories that don't work. There have been a number of movies I've watched, and I'm sure you have too, where you get half an hour in and you sort of looking around thinking, what the hell is the point of this movie? What's going on? Why are they doing any of this? What does it matter? They're stories that don't have strong plots. Okay, somehow the story got through, fell through the cracks and wasn't really worked on properly. God knows how that happens, but it does. And that's what happened with the story that I tried to wing. It was okay, you know, like it was there. But it took me three years and a lot of hacking and a lot of lost time and effort to get something that was mediocre. If I'd actually done the research to start with, take a note of what the masters say and plan things, I would have finished, well, I finished these three exit plan novels plus recording and releasing three seasons of the audio drama in the, in the one year, as opposed to taking three years to do one novel. That's what I learned. And it is possible, as I demonstrated with my first novel, which is as yet unpublished and needs more work, to just sit and start writing and end up with the novel. But it's not a reliable way to create and often leads to fatigue and burnout. I spent somewhere around the three years dealing with that first book. After my research and after business coaching, it took me just under 12 months to write and produce 42 episodes of Exit Plan and write write three 60,000-word novels. So the level of creative productivity prior, yeah, let me put it this way, that was unthinkable. When I was working on my first novel, it was unthinkable to think that I could do that. So here I am now, sharing my research and continuing to develop my frameworks and producing more books. And there are, of course, arguments people say where working to a structure or framework denies, you know, blocks your creativity and so forth, that's called an excuse to wimp out. And the people who say they are successfully winging it and have many books under their hats, I would suggest that they actually just managed to push through long enough until they had learnt these structures themselves. They reinvented the wheel through just trial and error and bashing their head against a wall until they can now write these things. And Stephen King did that. And he 
he says it in not so many words because he he writes every single day and you can you can actually tell some of his stories were written by the seat of his pants they just he just kind of has this concept and starts writing luckily for him he has done it for so long that his capacity to spin a story and to create a world and produce imagery and so forth is excellent but not all of us are going to lock ourselves in a cabin somewhere drinking a bottle of scotch powering through thousands and thousands of words week after week day after day until we have the the body of work that stephen king has and i'm sorry i don't think stephen king powers through bottles of scotch anymore at one point he had his troubles but what I'm saying is you can actually shortcut a lot of that by learning without having to recreate it yourself. That's what I learned. That was my major my major bit of growth. And it took a while. And I think maybe maybe it does take some people. It took me uh, a while to come to this. But I'm hoping to help other people get to the learning and the study and the practice sooner. Look, and to that end, actually, what I'm doing, because I'm writing this uh, story, which is, oh, not a story, I'm writing a book that is how I write novels. So my my framework and procedure and process. And I'm hoping then that people will follow that and they'll go step by step. They'll say, I want to write a novel. And they follow each step. And at the end of it, they have a novel. That's fantastic. And it'll be a good one. Well, it'll be up to their skill, personal skill level to make it a good one. But it will be one that works. However, in support of that, I've come up with these, I'm writing these short stories and I'm using the same framework for planning and I'm going to include uh, the planning worksheets that I'm using filled in and then the first draft and the revision draft and all these sorts of things as well as in the final product. And there'll be a breakdown by plot point and structure so that... Uh, I'll have a, a short story, you can read it and hopefully it will entertain you. And then you can have a look and see how that short story is broken down into the three acts and how uh, I have used different plot points in order to propel and drive that story and create its characters. And then also things like the um, outlining and planning process I use. And then like the first draft to see the difference then between a first draft and what I finalized as being something to, to show people. Because one of the things that I've really learned is that the better you can make your first draft, the less trouble you're going to have later on down the line. Because that's what I had the trouble with my novel. I wrote 100, it came into 100, 110,000 words. But I actually wrote close to 160, 180,000. It's just that a lot of it got chopped whole chapters I just it pains me to think about how much got thrown on the floor because I would write 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 with no particular strong direction and then I'd get to a point and realize that I've been waffling for a chapter or two doing nothing and that's because I didn't actually know where it was going or what the characters wanted to learn or do or what the agenda was or what the final end state of this novel was going to be hoping that you know the characters would lead me on their own adventures and would just talk to me turns out that's a terrible way of being effective and efficient in your writing it's a great way to learn and enjoy the process and to explore ideas 
but it's a terrible way if you want to write a novel and actually have it finished. So, so that's the short stories I'm going to produce, and they'll be available for download, you know, like this little PDF sort of pack on on my website, gravityundone.net. I'll probably going to be asking for your email address in exchange, because I think that if you are interested enough to get a hold of these short stories, with the uh, you know the planning process and the plot point breakdown and all of this sort of instrumentation, that you'd be interested then in learning and hearing more about my uh, upcoming book about how I'm writing novels and also I guess uh, future stories and other information um, links to the, my creativity podcast and so forth. And that's all right. So next week's goals then. Uh, just as a side note, today I tried to run 10 kilometers, and it was so blisteringly hot here in Mandra. I I really was considering not doing it. I was thinking maybe I should ride my bike, because at least with my bike, you can sort of coast for a bit and not have to push as hard all the time. But I went, nope, I'm dedicated to running this marathon. So I got to about the five kilometer mark halfway, was about three miles, and I was just so roasted. I could feel the sun stinging through my long sleeve skins. I just, oh my God, it was terrible. <laughs> so anyway, this coming week, I am going to run, you know, five kilometers and 10 kilometers um, because I do have to get my legs and everything up and ready for the marathon. I continue how to run novel uh, draft. I'm just about done that actually. It's getting close. Uh, I'm going to send out um, exit plan books to my voice actors. They deserve everything I can give them. And and that's all my formal goals. I'll probably buy, do a couple other things in there. I've but I, I'm going to have to wing it a little bit. And next week I'll also tell you more about my discussions with my business partner and how Gravity Undone is going to shape up this year because things have sort of become clearer to me. So until then, good night, farewell, and enjoy. Enjoy.